Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics while shining light on global issues and discussing cannabis as it relates to politics, regulation and reform, data and technology, science, research and medicine, family and parenting, art, celebrities and entertainment, fitness, sports, mental health and wellness, and plant-based medicines and entheogenics. Together, we are building a stronger community, fighting the stigma and creating change. With your hosts, Jason Beck and Rico Lamite, joined by special industry expert correspondents from around the country and daily antics brought to you by Cannabis. Coming to you live every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time and high noon on the East Coast. And thank you all for getting high at 9 with us. Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is having yo, a yo. day today. Today is Thursday, April 13th. Today is National Scrabble Day. National Thomas Jefferson Day because everyone should go and smoke at the Jefferson Memorial. It's National Peach Cobbler Day, so we know what Gretchen's making for dessert. And it's National Boring I have no clue what the hell this word is, but it has something to do with Texas. So I'm hoping you can. No, it doesn't. That. It has to do with Puerto Rico, man. Buddy, oh, it's Puerto Rico. Boricuaneros. Boricuaneros uh, Day. Has it's something the, to do with the, the Texas. Puerto, it's, 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 it's for the Puerto Rican volunteers in the Spanish-American War. Come on, bro. Got it. Come on, Got man. It. Got, it. You, Got it. Bro, I've never seen mm-hmm. this word in my life, okay? So. And I do not recommend smoking up at the Jefferson Memorial. That is a federal crime. Only if you get and Thomas yeah. Jefferson, don't believe the hype. Thomas Jefferson was a terrible fucking person, even though he's responsible for a lot of good things in America. He's a terrible rapist. Oh, God. And All right, we're yeah, not going he there. was. I got He was. Oh, he was. Oh, and that's my hometown of Charlottesville. Just saying. Oh, he was a rapist. Oh, and well, thank you all for getting high at nine noon on, on the East Coast. Fathers. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. You can use that fancy little QR code right up there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube and audio only on Clubhouse. And if you are joining us in Clubhouse, you can offer a brief comment on the story most recently presented, as Rico just did, by raising your hand. What do you have to say about that, Rico? My camera ain't fucking working, but... I gotta say, Thomas Jefferson was a racist. Oh, God. He's still one of our founding fathers. He was responsible for a lot of good things. Don't get me wrong. A lot of great things, a lot of great progress in America, but he was a terrible person. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. personally. were hanging out with him. Because you were hanging out with him. Okay. Yeah, we talk about a lot of rapists on this show. Just drop that and leave that there. I don't know. God, let's move on. What's yeah. the story this morning, guys? Jason Beck, why don't we start with the highest Republican we know? I mean, Jesus Christ, let's get this going. Uh, okay, well, sent you. Sent you. Sent you. We're doing. The highest Republican that we know, high Republican in the room, and also the the, the head honcho here at uh, High at Nine News. I'd like to give my tip my hat to the man always smoking on the best weed in the world and never backpedaling on his avid support for Donald Trump. 
Our first story of the day is coming from Jason Beck. Let's hear it, Jason. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Good morning, everybody. Today, my story is kind of interesting, I thought. I found it, you know, I saw this little story about these stores losing their licenses and whatnot. So I was like, oh, what's going on? And apparently in Connecticut, they've been they've raided three more CBD shops that are accused of illegally selling THC-laden Delta-8 products. Oh, yeah. Three more CBD shops allegedly selling THC-laden Delta-8 products illegally were recently raided, bringing the total number of smoke shops targeted to eight statewide, the Attorney General's office announced on Tuesday. This is incredibly dangerous stuff, and it's totally unregulated. These are all bootleg products, illegal products, and we don't have any real information about how they're made, what's in them, whether they're, they're safe for anyone's consumption, said Attorney General William Tong during a news conference on Tuesday in a quote, it's extraordinarily dangerous for these to be sold here in Connecticut. And that's why we took action against these three shops. The three Stanford CBD shops, which Tong identified as Zaza smoke shop Two, breeze smoke shop and world's exotic smoke shop will be charged in civil court for alleged violations of the Connecticut unfair trade practices act. Tong said, in a quote, he says, if you live in Stanford, you know where these stores are. They're not hidden in some back alley somewhere in our city. They're in major shopping centers and on major thoroughfares, he said. They got big, flashy signs. That brings the total number of CBD shops targeted by the state to eight. Tong announcing in February that five shops elsewhere in the state had been charged. Those cases are proceeding, he said. And uh, in another quote, he says, this is harmful to our youth and we're going to do everything we can do to continue to partner with the attorney general's office with the Stanford PD to crack down on the illegal sale of illicit drugs in our city, said Stanford Mayor Caroline Simmons says, we know how harmful this is to our youth. And while CBD is legal to sell, state law stipulates that no products may be sold containing more than 0.3% THC outside state licensed cannabis retailers. Delta 8 and Delta 9 are derived from legal CBD using a solvent-based process to juice the THC content, Tong said. And cannabis products sold at legal adult-use dispensaries may contain no more than 5 milligrams THC, 100 milligrams per bag, according to state law. Synthetically produced Delta 8 sold in CBD shops often contain 10 milligrams of THC or more, he says. In another quote, he says, we see edibles that are many times the legal allowable amount of THC, sometimes as high as 600 milligrams in a bag, Tong said. There have been instances of kids mistaking a bag of fake Fritos or fake Doritos or Stonios or what they call warheads and, in, and ingesting the whole bag. That's way too much for an adult. And then to think about a young child ingesting more than six times the legal amount of a whole bag of cannabis edibles, he says. <clears throat> Many rated products were on display during the news conference Tuesday at the Stanford police station. Many with colorful packaging that Tong said could be attractive to children in all more than 6,000 products were seized in the three raids. For anyone that doesn't do math, that's 2,000 per shop. Um, that number is probably still going up as we speak, as we inventory all the count uh, and count all these products, Tong said. These products were also stashed in ceiling tiles in a fake electrical panel. And then, importantly, they also found flower marijuana. 
In addition to the Delta 8 products, Tong said investigators also uncovered other illicit drugs, wads of cash, and a hidden ledger. There's, in a quote, he says, there's no ambiguity about what they're doing, he said. If they thought it was legal, they wouldn't hide it in ceiling tiles. When asked how widespread the illegal sale of Delta 8 products might be, Tong said, very widespread. In fact, when we walk into shops just randomly, we see it more often than we don't, he said. Man, oh man, oh man, what is up with this guy? He is not a happy, happy, happy patrolman. But I'm going to digress and see what y'all have to say. And this is Jason Beck reporting for the High and Nine News. What do you all think? Mm, coming from the land of the Delta 8, um, I just, it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's just, there's crap on the market uh, because there's just such an intense desire for cannabis. You know, people are faking it. We're making stuff that's unsafe for the consumers and putting it on the streets and consumers are taking it. And I think that, you know, I think law enforcement, um, you know, maybe they do actually want to keep people safe in this respect. Like, ugh, let's get the shit off the market. But how do we, you know, you can't control for that if we don't have an open market, you know, with lab testing. Oh, yeah. I mean... This shit is crazy. I mean, what do you think about his comment in regards to them hiding stuff in the ceiling tiles? That's crazy. I mean, ceiling tiles are generally pretty thin. So, like, how are you going to hide it inside a ceiling tile is kind of beyond me. But you know. maybe, maybe they're high quality. You know what I'm saying? Like, like high quality. Thickness. You hide it above the ceiling tile, Jason. That's you not what know he how said. ceiling tiles it was, work. It was hidden in, in the, the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> it means in the ceiling. Good I'm lord. That's what she said. <laughs> what he said. Is that well, how they found them? They like heard a creaking up there. They're like, wait a minute. <laughs> frankly, the, the cops should be the cops should be cracking down on these guys. Um, because yeah. all it's gonna do is give the industry a bad name. Because no one is distinguishing yep. between Delta Eight, CBD, THC, whatever. All the it's just all gonna be lumped in together. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we need to start taking care of this kind of thing. As an industry, we need to be weeding out the bad actors. And I'm sorry, calling people out. We have to say that, the good that, and the bad. That, I mean, I didn't ever realize that, that, that there was a law on cashing things in, in, in your ceiling tiles. Weeding them out. What, you've never hidden anything in a ceiling tile before? I have 100%. I, I have 100 times in that, but that's that, that's my point. I didn't realize that there was a law. Steve, I that. have, there's no law against it. It's the flower that's in the ceiling that's illegal, mm -hmm. Jason. Mm -hmm. And I have extensive with... knowledge in hiding things in ceiling tiles steve you have extensive i think you should be arrested if you have delta 8 flower okay yeah, anybody anybody that still has anybody thank still you law enforcement take it off tiles. the streets anybody's still using the ceiling tiles these days i guarantee you there's something hidden up. Yeah, i mean if the, cop, if the cops did go after all the delta 8 weed that would be a fantastic fantastic thing because they right? would open the eradication of booth please cops then what would happen to texas After, you what know what rp oh i guess our people would have to start voting <laughs> these mofos out okay and take our rights back all right yep, i'm with that don't take get me started right oh, so yeah. all, that's we, all we, we can have, do yeah <laughs> we, we have had several people like i defend delta eight and um you know and having access to it so i mean delta yeah, eight those... as a distillate yes as a as you know an ingredient in a gummy i'm i've heard mm -hmm. of delta eight really really helping people sleep and there's high quality products out there that are tested but delta eight flower doesn't exist guys it's it's boof it's probably hemp 
and they're spraying it down with a Delta 8 distillate that's gross. Mm -hmm. It's moldy. It's Delta disgusting. No, Delta 8 is distillate. You can't grow Delta 8 flour. And that's the problem. There's you can just grow so strains that are high in Delta 8. There's just, oh yeah, you can grow strains. High. No, you can't. <laughs> Man, no, you can't. You're trying to get a desired effect. You know and I know. This is it's complete bullshit. And it's just like, yeah, the consumer doesn't know anything because the market's run amok because we don't have access to this plant, mm -hmm. you know? So so, so, so somebody is, uh, is saying that they're selling Delta-8 uh, flour. It's always going to be just hemp sprayed with Delta-8. I don't know so. what it is going to be sprayed with Delta-8 distillate. But if you if it's a Delta-8 flour, I mean, they could call it whatever they want to. They could sell you whatever they want to and say it's a Delta-8 flour mm -hmm. because the problem is there's no safety measures for the consumer or the patient. When it comes to Delta, I'm pretty sure. you know what I'm saying? So I don't know what I'm fucking smoking, I'm just, but I do I'm know that I have friends who have dispensaries and I do know a lot about the industry sense. here. And what happens is you have to spray it with a distillate. So you get that pop. So you get that feeling. It's just like, it's gross, man. You got to take it off the streets. I just, I, I just find it yeah, a humorous that this is happening in Connecticut and not in Texas or other more conservative states that this is happening. Right? I have a story from Texas. I'm not going to read it today, but maybe I will. But yeah, we're going to we're yeah, going to keep it moving. We're going to go to a commercial and we're going to be right back. Let's do it. How's it going, guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh, yeah. Coming up next, we have the dope dad himself. That's right, Rico Lameet, who needs to adjust his camera because he's looking real pixelated right now. Oh, yeah. We thought the internet gangbangers were leaving him alone, but apparently they followed him and have marked his new residence. That's right. It is the dope dad himself, Rico Lameet. Yeah, man, I'm just celebrating the, the Super Mario Brothers uh, movie that just came out, and I'm coming in straight 8-bit. Is it really? I don't know what's going on with my my, my Razer camera today, but I'm going to just keep you it going. people walking around your house like you're at Gretchen's. Is that my, is that my wife or is it, is it, is it, is it, is it small, is a small person? How many yogas do you have back there, though, bro? <laughs> sorry. Uh, Grogu. 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 Oh, sorry. Let's just, keep, let's just get started here. All right. So obviously I'm not down in Miami for this week's Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference. I've been in Los Angeles freezing my butt off in these mid 50 degree weather conditions. Uh, but after tapping in with several of my industry contacts and seeing some of the topics covered in speakers, I got to say, they've been grinding out some of the some absolute bangers as far as conversational track quality. And one panel yesterday centered on New York market and if MSOs and conditional applicants will be able to coexist in their nascent recreational industry. California changed the game late in 2018 when Governor Jerry Brown, one foot out the door, decided to lift a promised five-year cap on cultivation size to give fall small farmers and uh, operators a fighting chance to build up their own legal businesses before the bigs were allowed to move in and compete. Moves impact resulted in big box MSOs being at odds with mom and pop shops ever since. And now ju not just in California, but nationwide, with one side fighting to preserve the industry's roots and often just to keep the lights on and the other to establish legitimacy and in a stigmatized field and be seen as more than just mere corporate colonizers to communities of legacy consumers of generations of history 
not trusting folks that look and sound like they do. Current economic conditions in mainstream America have brought tension between the two sides to an all new high with giants like Cureleaf all out retreating from legacy markets uh, where they couldn't establish connection with the locals and focusing on emerging markets where they can better control narratives and pitch proven systems of business practices, stability, job growth, and uh, quality control as an advantage over legacy uh, player options to local politicians and communities within those nation nascent regions. But is it fair? I'd argue that the folks who've fought the battles and actually won the illegal and racist war on drugs should have the biggest seat at the table with regulators and should be first to be heard because of the generational pain and suffering that they have they have had and often still do have to deal with before corporate players get to try their own hand. New York is trying to do just that. And as much trash as we talk about how slow and bumpy things are going on out there, I think at least from a rhetorical standpoint, they're going about things properly. Um, but now the shoes on the other foot, corporate cannabis is fighting back with lawsuits and complaining about delays to their own plans and to bring billions of capital to what was promised as an opportunity for them to thrive in the last major market to legalize in America. Sounds familiar. We're fighting the same fight, y'all. In yesterday's panel, both sides of operators represented made their case for how things were going, listing triumphs and gripes, but also pointing the finger at illicit players, ruining it for everyone. Interesting debate indeed, and if you all get the chance to see the whole thing online, I highly recommend it. But my question to everyone here is not just about the New York industry, but for cannabis overall. When all the smoke clears, will mom and pop shops and big box MSOs be able to put their differences aside and coexist? Or are both sides doomed and the future going to be just medical weed, trappers, and government booth. I'm Rico Lamit, dopest dad on the street, and um, apparently it's open season here. Just walked on through my motherfucking set. But um, I'd like to hear from you guys. What do y'all think? See so you in the high traffic zone, apparently, Rico. Dude, like... <laughs> Spring break. Yeah, I thought like, we were running out of business. I got a spring break for, for, for preschoolers. I don't even know. This is Joe Biden's America. I didn't know. I didn't realize you had roommates. Yeah, I didn't know we were going out of business. I thought they went out of business. <laughs> I guess not. Right. Right. <laughs> At least they let you have two Grogu's in there, though. <laughs> yeah, it's your little office mates. Sorry. I could dig it. I mean, I don't. What do you think? Um, can we coexist? Can, can, can big box MSOs and the uh, um, uh, original players in the game, the mom and pop shops, can, can they coexist? Are they going to be able to work together? I don't think they're ever going to work together, but I think they can definitely coexist because technically they already are coexisting. Well, long term. Long term, yes. I mean, and we see it in industry nowadays in alcohol and everywhere else. You got your boutique uh, type things and you have the big boys. Um, I don't see any reason why uh, smaller operators cannot continue to exist especially in this industry where we see loyalty um, is very important to a lot of consumers. So I do pe see people staying with uh, the products and the growers that they like um, and staying with their mom and pop shops instead of going down the street. Uh, new entrants are going where to are end up in... What are you talking about? I've Data, Jason Beck, where? data. I where? know you've what never data? looked at facts or what numbers. What are you looking at? I've been looking at data for nine years in this industry yes so the are data you, i don't have time for that because we got one more minute it's before we're moving on data. to the next greatest feisty redhead in america however <laughs> <laughs> oh but you totally made yourself right there talking about yourself in third person that was awesome 
I am awesome. The point <laughs> is that there is loyalty in this industry, and I do see people staying with brands and growers and people that they love, and that new people who aren't as informed are going to try out the big boys because that's what they're going to be familiar with. Deal with it. I don't think there's any loyalty in cannabis. I think that's all total BS, and I don't know what your dad is. Crazy, but you know what happens if you have bad data in. Especially medically, there is loyalty. Especially you're going to get bad data out. When people find products they like that work for them, especially in this unregulated market where you can't rely on anything, uh, people absolutely stick with what they know. I know that this one specific topical has worked for me day in day out. That's the one I go with. I'm not switching to another one. I'm not trying another one. I don't care if the price point changes. I know that the topical that I use is my product and I will continue to use that regardless of who comes along. Oh, oh boy. Oh. All right. You know, we're, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go right on in to Gretchen. That's right. Spice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got, you got the intro, Rico. You got this together over here. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> I, I can get it. I can get it. I'm not gonna. Get, I'm not gonna let her give you all the smoke there. Yeah. So coming up, <laughs> coming up next, y'all know who it is. Is the founder of Pan Optics Strategies and also the woman on Peta's most wanted for all of the terrible outfits that she gives her pit bulls. At least she doesn't have them out there, out in the streets fighting like they do out in Virginia. But I'm not gonna go there. Let's talk about. I thought that was Atlanta. I thought that was all Michael Vick. That was Virginia, man. Michael Vick was in Virginia. Virginia yeah, Beach. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Atlanta. My bad. It's Newport News. Come on. Oh, come on. 757 yeah. still. 757. Come on. I'm from, I'm from VA, man. Two all right. Move along. Move along to me. No, to me. It's all about me. Back to me. <laughs> and, and, and putting things together in the kitchen that night. And maybe, you know, because it's a uh, peach cobbler day, she can send me a little bit of that peach cobbler. Come to the stage next. Y'all know who it is. Our very own Washington insider, Gretchen Gailey. Thank you. Thank you. I make an excellent peach cobbler. Uh, my headline today is coming from good old Benzinga, uh, and they're calling this an exclusive. Lawmakers make the case for cannabis. This is a legitimate business. It's time we start treating it as such. The U.S. is closer now than ever before to cannabis legalization as supporters continue to make progress on reform. Two cannabis advocates in Congress highlighted some of the recent traction as well as their approach to rectifying cannabis legislation Tuesday at the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference in Miami Beach. U.S. Representative Dean Phillips told the audience that he ran for Congress to restore faith in the government. I think this issue makes our federal government look like obscene hypocrites. An overwhelming majority of Americans want to see legislation passed on cannabis, and if the government can't come together to make it happen, it will go a long way towards restoring faith. So Phillips is focused on doing just that. The Minnesota congressman wants to see cannabis prohibition reform and said all of the other steps towards these efforts don't really solve the problem. I think our efforts should be focused on descheduling. It has to start there. Everything else is a band-aid. Safe banking is a short-term band-aid on a problem that really requires surgery, and surgery is descheduling. But the Safe Banking Act, which aims to protect banks servicing state legal cannabis businesses from federal prosecution, is at least a step in the right direction. U.S. Representative Troy Carter, who spoke alongside Phillips and introduced the CLIME Act, which works with Safe Banking... Simmer down! Safe yeah. Banking Act said the problem is government leadership. 
The Capital Lending and Investment for Marijuana Businesses Act would allow state legal American cannabis companies, including small minority and veteran owned businesses, the ability to access lending and investment opportunities that are available in other regulated industries. It makes no sense at all that the barrier still exists from the banking side or from the capital access side. Both officials agree that change starts with the people and urge constituents to make themselves heard. We are voices and we are blessed to have a seat at the table, if you will, but we are nothing without the advocacy of the community. We're nothing without your resources as individuals, as stakeholders, and as leaders in the space. This is a legitimate business. It's time we start treating it as such. Well, to these two uh, freshman congressmen, I say bless your hearts. Give it one term in Congress and we'll see you singing another tune. I love how they're like, oh, this is about advocacy and community and without your resources, meaning your money to get me back in Congress, they ain't gonna do jack for you. These guys are cute little hopeful guys who are lone voices in the Congress. What they're pushing for doesn't have a shot in hell, but bless their hearts, maybe if they're still around in 40 years without term limits, uh, they might get some of this done. This is Gretchen for Hyde Nine News. Gretchen, such Where's the freshman? She's she's like the senior just hazing the freshman <laughs> coming in here. I think you know what? It, it, Let's see if we, it's the bless your hearts for me. It was the bless your hearts for me. We had this conversation like earlier in the week, and it, I think it's really really good to hear new names and see new names uh, coming out and fighting, uh, coming out swinging for uh, the cannabis industry. So I got to give them props on that. And although they might not have a lot of voting power, a lot of clout in it's called seniority, Rico, yes, voting power, seniority, clout in uh, uh, in Congress yet, I think they can make a big, big, big impact and bridge the divide uh, generationally as AOC has generationally with their visibility. I mean, these these are great Dreamer congressional members. We do want to thank them for their efforts in talking about this and whatnot. But I agree with Gretchen. They're still not even wet behind the ears yet. They have a lot to learn of how Washington, D.C. works, and they're going to be totally incapable of getting anything done. But it is fantastic that they are beating the drum. Give it a few more months. They will be disillusioned and yep. just like the rest of us. <laughs> well, Joe, Joe Biden, Joe, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, uh, he is actually uh, uh, giving what a, a whole press room to influencers now. So, I mean, um, I mean these, he needs to. these TikTok uh, freshman uh, uh, Congress people might be having their day pretty soon. Is it sponsored by Bud Light? Yeah. Um, and cure leaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Nick, Nick, what do you think about this, Nick? Uh, mm. I think Gretchen sounds like a libertarian talking about taxation. Uh, <laughs> I'm liking where, where she on today. Yeah. Oh, where, you, Gretchen, where, is, where is Gretchen? I think PETA came. <laughs> She's baking that cobbler. Her. She's going to get that cobbler. I'm on the bet. You I'm know. on the bet. She someone came and knocked on her door. Is it PETA? Got up on a phone call. Something there's something going on out there. Yeah, maybe Gretchen's getting raided, and it's really just like a huge cannabis operation above, like what we're looking at right now. It's cobbler gate. Run, Gretchen! You can come to Texas. We won't send you back. No, but no, but seriously, the as mainstream 
media and news sources get that further and further discredited uh, for for some reasons uh, um, that are good and other reasons mm -hmm. that are not. Um, people are looking more and more to social uh, to social media, and the truth of the matter is, like older senior. Uh, Congress people, they don't have the, uh, they don't have the technical know how, and they're not really on these internets, these interwebs like the like the youth are on the internet, on the internets, <laughs> yeah, like these like the youth are. And um, if these freshman Congress uh, people have more of a connection with the youth, uh, which both sides are struggling to connect with, give them more, give them more mic time. Mm. You know? Oh, I know what Gretchen was doing. She was, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. She was over there stashing her weed in her ceiling tiles. Yeah, I yes, know. I heard the sirens rolling down the street and I knew they were coming for me. <laughs> Pretty sure it wasn't Delta Eight flower. Probably. <laughs> they were coming for your flower. It was they were coming for my babies. It was PETA out there looking for my puppies. Well, that's because you abuse them, them by putting them in that horrendous clothes all the time. They love the clothes. <laughs> they are soft. They are cuddly. But, they love no, them. The and it's cold. Be soft and cuddly, not. Yeah. Not, yeah. Well, you, you should be you thrilled, get, Jason Beck, because it's going to be 80 degrees here for the next like four months, and trust well, me, they won't be, want to be in pajamas. Yeah. You got you got pit bull, you got pit bull puppy pajamas up in the ceiling tiles. I think Jason's jealous, Gretchen. I think he wants to be. I think he wants to be in the snuggly pajamas and wants he to be. Wishes, yeah. wishes mm -hmm. he had a pair. Stop mm -hmm. it! Stop it! Stop it! Y'all are just totally, totally, totally ridiculous. Let's get this potty moving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back. Let's go. Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics, knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. They're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at omarfigueroa.com. Oh, yeah, we are going to skip. Opinions. Oh, no, we're going to skip the relight today, Rico. You know why? Because the mainstream media like Fox, MSNBC, and CNN, they don't do a disclaimer. So why should we? Hell okay, well, yeah. easily offended by us not giving the disclaimer. You can go to the place. You just smoke channel. more weed. Subscribe to the channel and um, look at our old disclaimers. We're no longer going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Next commercial, Adam. Control Tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And with the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The Control Tower from Highly Educated. Oh yeah! Look at see it's the cops coming for Gretchen. They coming! They coming! That's, that's where she went. That cobbler. She went to go hide the pit bull. She went to go hide him. Hide the kid. Hide the pit bull. Hide the cobbler. Hide uh, your kids. They're probably their their chips are going off. You know they're stolen dogs. Hide your husband. Hide your wife. No, I ain't gonna I'm say sweet. that. Oh boy. <laughs> I teed that one up for you, Rico. I know. I'm not gonna. No, 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 no. Rico, you, you want to introduce Liz? Oh. Please. Oh, because yeah. Dr. Mary, Dr. Mary's yeah. not here. I apologize. 
Up next, we have straight out the great purple state of Texas, an advocate, storyteller, and co-founder of Grow House Media, host of the Feminized Podcast, where she interviews some of the dopest women in the game. Coming to the stage next, y'all know who it is, Liz Grow. Hey, thank you, thank you. Here I am in the deep in the heart of Texas, reporting for High at Nine at High at Nine News. I'm super excited to bring you the story today from the Nevada Current, and it's State Senator on Weed. Let's let the people buy in bulk. I think that's a great idea. It sounds like heaven. Um, Lawmakers in Carson City are considering a bill that could more than double the cannabis possession limit for recreational users and the sales limit for dispensaries. Now, the bill would also remove the employment ban for certain felons in the cannabis industry, giving regulators discretion over their applications. At some point, you've served your time, says Democratic Senator Dallas Harris, adding that the inability of ex-felons to find work often commits, commits, them, to, commits them into another life of crime. Um, currently, only those with the most serious charges and multiple felony convictions are prohibited from employment. The proposed legislation, Senate Bill 277, would permit adults to possess up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis, which is a significant increase from the current one ounce limit for recreational users. So that's one ounce going up to 2.5 ounces. I like that. Now, a threshold prevents, that threshold prevents buyers from being able to take advantage of sales like consumers of other products. Senator Harris says, we're trying to up the possession limit and allow folks to be able to engage in that kind of bulk buying if they like, whether it be for medical reasons or for none of our damn business. Guys, I'm so excited to hear what you think will happen in Nevada. Do you think they're going to continue to improve the program by removing these um, bullshit limitations to folks who have been harmed by the war on drugs with a criminal record? Um, Will they let the consumer buy more weed at one time? Um, Or are are there unforeseen stakeholders working to prevent the progress? This is Liz Grow reporting from deep in the heart of Texas for High at Nine News. What do y'all think? I mean, I think that the headline is very, very misleading. Yes. Because they're saying they're letting people (laughs) buy in bulk. But yeah, that's man. Not the reality, they're just upping the limit from one ounce to two and a half ounces, and I do not consider two and a half ounces a bulk purchase, whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, you know, for the uneducated consumer, it may seem like a bulk purchase because you know you only have these jars of eight. Well, yeah, because you're getting 16, these- 16, 20 eighths in a purchase. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. This is going to be heavy because all that, all those packaging requirements and all those extra, extra trash for the all my environmentalist friends because of all the packaging requirements out of keep the children safe. Right? Yeah. Total Why do you yeah. think that it hasn't happened, or what do you think could stand in its way? It just seems like a no-brainer. You know. I'm like, just saying they shouldn't put headlines out like this until they're allowing people to at least purchase a quarter pound at a time as a minimum. That's a minimum what I would consider a bulk purchase. But really, I would only consider pounds as bulk purchases personally. But I, I, I think the general public could get away. Who's buying pounds? Who's buying pounds? Are you serious? Who's not, Who's not buying pounds? Who's not? <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're buying flour. Yeah. Pounds of flour. Why not? Y'all are do you want that you want that break point no, you wanna, I, you I agree that I agree that two and a half ounces is not buying in bulk um, right 
but I'm sure this uh, reporter who, or whatever, you know, 20 year old uh, editor that night who wrote the headline on social media didn't know anything either. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he never had more than a half ounce in his pocket. Well, wait, I, I no. take that back. The but, left people buy in bulk is coming from the state senator's point, so she doesn't know yeah. anything either. Yeah, uh, so clearly they don't know Jack in Nevada. However, I do think that people should be allowed to buy uh, more than two ounces. I mean, that's just crazy. I think this story is just like the other one, and it's reflective of just how out of touch our, our legislators are mm-hmm. with the actual whatever it is that they're making laws about. Because, you know, to say that a, a, a couple of ounces is bulk, get the fuck out of here, man. Well, you know what? It, it, it's crazy. It is. They are out of touch. However, 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 we have to understand that there's a whole huge portion of the population that is out of touch through no fault of their own because they have been lied to by the war on drugs, because they have been brainwashed. They're trying to find this information. They're finding information in bits and pieces. They're seeing these regulations and they're thinking, okay, I shouldn't buy more than that. You know I mean? It's just, it's fucked up. We shouldn't be, you know, we can buy as much beer as we want to. Yep. You I know, like, straight up, I will cool. buy kegs if I want to. You can, yeah, you can buy all kinds. You can it's buy all confusing. Kinds of kegs. It's confusing for the consumer, and so that's just why I think it's fucking bullshit. Like, why should I fucking have to do math? Like, I know what I want. No, I know what I'm language, smoking. Language, oh. language. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I do apologize for that. Do, why do I freaking have to? That. You know, I just, I just the limits, and it's just also confusing. So I love yeah. the senator's vibe. Passion. So, so much, so much passion you know. out here. On the show today, so I appreciate that. I, I just, I just love that this, uh, um, this person said, um, "Please do not do that." There's a, um, I'm not. What did she call it? The, the proverbial corner. Where are you, sir? Harris, yeah, Harris suggested the ability to take advantage of deals and stocking up is going to make you less likely to try and go to the proverbial corner board. Hey, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to lie though. For for the average consumer, she she may be telling the truth in regards to because now if you can buy two two and a half zips and when you would normally be an ounce person you always kind of wanted a little bit more or whatnot then i do think that this will curb a little bit of the illicit market but it's not going to dent it in any way whatsoever so you think that's the answer no. to fighting the illicit market let people start buying poundage yeah 100 percent. do you yeah. think yeah, that would really work as yes. they want to we don't tell people how much yes. milk they can buy we don't tell people how much butter they can buy we don't tell people how much broccoli they can buy and cannabis is argu- uh, agricultural commodity and should be sold as such yes we do tell yes. people to, how much medicine they it. can buy absolutely cannabis, dosage is important cannabis but the doctor, is medicine yes but we can dose it we don't have to cap it use of you know we just and that's how we need to that's how we cap it I, I, cut off, I got cut off at the drugstore for buying allergy medicine because they think I'm going to go home and make that's math. The, but the, you know what? That's the, the allergy medicine, medicine that you can make math out of. You can make meth out of that, though, sis. Yeah. You can't make meth out of cannabis. Exactly. Well, I don't know about this. It's I, true. I have no problem with there being some limits. I don't. I, the, the limits only inhabit the illicit market. That's all that it does. The, the limits are pointless and stupid. Amen. All right. The more you let people have weed, the more you destigmatize it and make it not such a thing anymore. It's a plant. It grows. God created it. Right. I know a lot of the evangelicals hate to hear it, but God created all plants. Genesis one twenty nine, baby, yes. or and, bearing and seed. If, if you, if it's not like it just popped up in the seventies. 
if you cannot legally get as much as you need at the store, what's going to stop you from going to the proverbial corner boy and getting more of it? Well, what's funny is that in the story, you'll see that the senator made this suggestion and then opponents are saying, well, you know what, you can you can buy as much as you want anyway. You can just go to different dispensaries and get an ounce here and an ounce there. And the senator's like, excuse me, that's currently a felony. Okay, so you don't even know what you're talking about, like opponents. I mean, it's just so asinine. I mean, it's just a waste of time. It's conversation, really. No, but you know what? But New York, or excuse me, uh, Nevada, though, they their their whole uh, point of sale system all work together. So you can't actually loop in Nevada because if you go to one store and you purchase your limit within a period of time, it'll tell you um, the other stores that they purchased X, Y and Z. So they won't allow you to be able to purchase over that. They don't even know what they're working with here. It's just it's like it's a whole one one big circle. You know yeah. what? Yeah. And, 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 and you know what? To just to comment on, on, on Malik's comment in there, uh, cannabis is greater than toilet paper. Amen. Right. Yeah. But hemp toilet right. paper? Hemp. That technically that. would be cannabis toilet paper. It's number one. Yeah, use, <laughs> some hemp toilet paper so you can go ahead and chill your that, butt That's out. the CBG so, toilet paper you're talking about, Rico. It's essential. I'm talking about hemp whatever, fibers whatever happened to all on the, that ass. Whatever happened to all this, the, the CBD-infused products, like the CBD-infused pillows and stuff like that? Whatever happened to that? My them, pillow man? guy has a CBD-infused pillow. No, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you probably have him on speed now. I would not be surprised if you have Mike Lindell on speed, <laughs> <laughs> on speed now. I'm going to give Mike a call too. and tell him we need to come out with a CBD pillow. We need to come out with a pillow spray. I'm pretty sure he was, he's probably he was probably the one behind Cannabumps. Stop it, bro. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. You can't say that about people that have bad drug habits. I didn't say that. I didn't know he had bad drug habits. Yeah, you drug habits. What are you talking about, man? Yeah, I used to smoke major crack. Well, Cannabumps is not smoking crack. I mean, it sure does look like it. Powder is different. I mean, than just the look is triggering for me. <laughs> What do you think about that? Mike Lindell's look is triggering to me. What do you think about that, Nick? Wild Star. Nick, you with us? What, the Cannabucks? Yeah, what what do you think about all of this? (laughs) (laughs) I already chimed in, man. I'm just stunned how Gretchen goes from sounding like a libertarian one moment to, uh, uh, you know, freedom restricting status. Mm hmm. That's Nicholas what you call it. That's what you call I will it. say this here so everyone can hear. The, the, the flip flop. No, I'm not going with a flip flop. I'm going with a you have brought me to a new understanding and I will change my opinion. Thank you to all in the chat and to my fellow correspondents for opening my mind that cannabis should be free and rain from the skies for everyone Woo! to enjoy. Well, in, in, all, in all fairness, in all fairness oh, to your point, oh, wow. however, I'm a little iffy on that until it's really regulated. But okay. all right, Gretchen, Gretchen, I do. You know, yeah. in, in, in response to your to your to your comment about it raining yes. from the sky, um, yeah. federal judges have stated um, in court judgments that the federal government pays them to believe that cannabis is dropped out of the sky from crates and that's where it comes from. So in all fairness, what are you that talking it comes about? out of the sky is not that far where off. Where do you come up with I this? Like, that's 100% what true. What happened in Israel? I can show you this in, in court documents where judges have said this during people's sentencing. I can show you that. I would love to see it. Please send it along. You know my I email. I will. Thank we'll, you. We'll be getting it in the next couple of days. <laughs> Fantastic. Are we ready for a wild start yeah. to yes. do this story? That's all right. The wildest we, of all we have, stars. We have, we have a commercial coming up first. We'll be right back. Go. 
How's it going guys? Saman Razani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out. Oh yeah, coming up next, that's right. It is the man, the myth, and the legend. That's right, it's the governor himself coming up to speak the black conservative voice that Joe Biden would love to silence you just for even acknowledging exist. But thank God for Twitter because he can allow his free mind to regulate the spaces of the Twitterverse. That's right, it's the governor himself, Nicholas Wildstar. Hey, hey, what's up everybody? Just before lawmakers went on a two-week spring break, the Illinois Senate passed two bills that will work to further decriminalize cannabis use in Illinois. Senate Bills 125 and 1886 would prevent police from searching an individual's vehicle based solely on the smell of cannabis and would allow some individuals on probation to consume cannabis or alcohol. When Illinois legalized cannabis in 2020, it also made individuals previously charged with minor cannabis offenses eligible to have their records expunged. At the end of 2020, Governor J.B. Pritzker announced nearly half a million cannabis-related convictions had been expunged and almost 10,000 people with low-level cannabis convictions had been pardoned. It was incredibly important as we were looking to legalize this product that has clearly demonized so many communities. Peoria Democrat Republican or Representative <laughs> Jehan Gordon Booth said of the legalization law at a Tuesday news conference. Both bills will still need approval in the House and a signature from the governor to become law. Senate Bill 125 would ensure that the smell of burnt or raw cannabis in a motor vehicle cannot alone be probable cause for an individual's vehicle to be searched. People, especially people of color, are unnecessarily pulled over far too often. Senator um, Rachel Ventura, a Democrat from Joliet and lead sponsor of the bill, said of the legislation during floor debate, the odor of cannabis alone shouldn't be one of those reasons for their car to be searched. Cannabis is legal in Illinois, and it's a pungent uh, and it's a pungent scent that can stick to clothes for extended periods of time. An amendment to the bill created an age exemption specifying that individuals under the age of 21 are still eligible to have their vehicles searched solely based on odor. After that provision, after that provision was added, the ACLU of Illinois shifted from supporting the bill to having a neutral stance on it. We do have concerns that the amendment to the bill creates a workaround or a loophole that could have the effect of incentivizing police to target youth for unnecessary traffic stops or vehicle searches. Atticus Ballesteros, an attorney with ACLU of Illinois, said in an interview. Ballesteros ad added that the ACLU of Illinois originally supported the bill because there are many reasons why a vehicle may smell of cannabis. And to us, that applies irrespective of age, Ballestero said. The measure passed 33 to 20 in the Senate and awaits action in the House. SB 1886 would bar courts from preventing ind individuals from using cannabis or alcohol if they're on probation, conditional discharge, or supervision. The bill has several exemptions, though, including if the person is sentenced to a crime that involves the presence of an intoxicating compound in the person's body. 
courts would also still be allowed to impose substance use restrictions if the person is under the age of 21 or if they are participating in problem-solving court, a system of courts designed to help people with mental health and substance abuse problems. The measure passed with the 34 to 21 vote and will head to the House. As great as all this sounds, it's superfluous since the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution prevents unreasonable search and seizures. But who cares about that old-ass document, right? What would be better if there was a law created that would prevent legislators from making laws to govern over a person's body? But that would require we, the people, agreeing that no one is the boss of you except for you. Reporting for the High Nine News Hour, this is Nick Wildstar, aka the Governor. Speak now or forever hold Joe Peace. And I'm out. It's all good movement and in, in, in everything. And um, how many states now? Hold on are saying that they're, they're, well, we they're talk, no longer going to be... We talked about Maryland yesterday as far as they just enacted this as a policy. And now we have Illinois that's about to get it enacted gonna, as like, part of their states, policy. Like, if we, if, Do we have a, a count on the states that are saying that they're going to well, do that? California's already done it. California's already done it. So yeah. I would say there's think, less than a handful. Well, we're at three right now, Gretchen, that I can name off Wh- the top Which of is, head. again, less than a handful. That's right. I would I would agree with you. Especially on that. your little hands. Jason. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm offended. I'm triggered by you uh, making your hands like that, uh, uh, Gretchen. <laughs> it triggers me. <laughs> are, those ja- are, they, are, they, are they jazz hands? Are they what? Are they jazz hands? No, th- these are jazz <laughs> hands. Trump hands. No, th- these are Trump hands. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Trump fingers. Oh, baby fingers. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Behind bars, oh holding I mean, onto the bars. So, uh, yeah, I think there's, I think there's, there's positive movement in in the right direction. Um, I think it should be done um, on a federal level, uh, obviously. But um, yeah, because uh, people the, get the less over by people, federal cops all the time. I know, right? In Joe Biden's America, apparently they do rhetorically. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but what I what, what what I would say here is um, this is going to stop a lot of. Um, um, unnecessary violence too so uh, i i think more states especially the states that have legalized or decriminalized they should have this on their uh, on their ballots if they haven't already uh, you should not be able to be uh, uh, have probable cause just because you smell weed in somebody's car i i, I totally agree weed. with that also too a lot of times you just have people that don't clean their cars and their car smells like weed and they're not even having it so then therefore you're even wasting the law enforcement's time right Law enforcement shouldn't they be smelling should, my yeah, car, exactly. man. I just, yeah. I just they it, think bro. They are. My fart like, smells like weed, bro. My fart smells like weed. They are Joe Biden sniffing little kids. You know what's funny is every time that I've ever been pulled over, the smelling like weed has always been secondary. You know, is I pulled you over because your tail light was out, or you know, you were speeding, and then right. whatever the fuck, and then they get to the car. Oh well, your car smells like marijuana. Well, we live in California, motherfucker. So back off. You know, <laughs> of course, right? I'm dri- I'm driving through Salinas, man. Everything smells like weed, right? <laughs> here. Weed and cow patty, weed and cow. You know dung. what? I you know what I like to I used to do to them. I used to be like, "What do you mean, my? What do you mean, my car smells? How do you know what marijuana smells like? You're supposed to. It's supposed to be bad." How, how- <laughs> I'm it sorry, always officer. threw him off. And that always threw actually, him off. Sorry, officer. That's actually cracker smelling. Oh. 
That's right. I mean, it's it, it's it's a very story that's close to my heart because just down the street from my house two days ago, there was 11 pounds of marijuana confiscated by the cops. And it's this story, and it was on the front page news of this little Texas town, and people are like, 11 pounds of marijuana. Yes. Like, we, you, they, saved, you, they saved the world. You know, that is seriously like that, that energy there. So, yeah, you sniff a little weed in the air and cops get excited. Like, they have that mindset. Oh, the, bigger, you know? the bigger the boost. Yeah, man. Maybe, maybe maybe cops in Nevada are just gonna you know, pull your pull your weed out and, and, and weigh it now if it says was it a two point six uh two point six yeah. ounces, you're over the limit, bro. You're it's too many <laughs> nugs, man. Get in there. Hey, I, 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 I wonder <laughs> I wonder I wonder if they're if they're if they're if their state limit is at, is twenty eight grams or it's actually twenty eight point three, four or five, whatever like a real ounce is. <laughs> was it wet? <laughs> was, was it wet? <laughs> Oh man, you know what? Um, I'll keep the windows open. Th- this, this was great, and I do think it is a baby step for Nevada, and I'm glad. I'm glad that they are they are doing this. But to call it a bulk purchase, I think is a little is Illinois. Oh, Illinois, yeah. No, but we talked about Nevada. Yeah, we the did. bulk purchase. That's what the story's We're, about. We, do- Doctor Mary, um, apparently could not join us today, but she did put a story into the thing and I, and I want to read just a little bit of this and, and hear your thoughts because apparently a Texas house passes a bill to allow medical marijuana as an opioid alternative and replace THC limits sending the bill to the Senate and it says the Texas House of Representatives has passed a bill to allow medical marijuana as an opioid alternative for people with chronic pain and also replace the state's THC limit sending the legislation to the Senate for consideration the full chamber passed the measure from Representative Stephanie Click, a Republican, I may add, in 127 to 19 vote on the third reading on Wednesday, one day after giving it the initial approval for the floor. The, the latest vote also comes weeks after separate House panel unanimously approved a bill to decriminalize cannabis possession in the state while providing a pathway for records expungement. The medical marijuana expansion legalization, which moved through the House Public Health Committee last month, would replace the 1% THC cap cannabis oil form with a volumetric dose of 10 milligrams. It would also expand eligibility for low THC marijuana products by granting legal access to patients with a condition that causes chronic pain for which a physician would otherwise prescribe an opioid. Uh, Importantly, the bill further stipulates that regulations at the Department of State Health and Services, DSHS, could approve uh, through rulemaking additional uh, debilitating medical conditions to qualify patients for the cannabis program. If enacted, the bill would take effect starting on September 1st of 2023. What do you think about this, Liz? Oh, thank you for reading the story. Um, So right now, currently, we have to vote for certain medical conditions to be included for low THC Mm -hmm. marijuana products. This is what it's called here, right, in Texas. You have to get a prescription from a doctor. You can't get a recommendation. So we have to wait every two years for new qualifying conditions to be added. Last legislative session, they included PTSD. I got my prescription for THC, low, low level T- 
THC products. I mean, it's just such confusion, confusion in this state right now. And so what they're saying is just, just they're expanding the market and expanding access to those patients who need it most, to those patients who have consistently been left out of the bill, those pain patients. And last legislative session, those pain patients were taken off of the bill before the Senate approved it. Now we have to remember, it got through the House. Cannabis bills that are good get through the House, especially those by Representative Click. She was a former nurse, she's a badass, she knows what she's doing. But the Senate is our problem. Dan Patrick is the Lieutenant Governor of the state, and unless he allows it, the Senate doesn't vote on a bill. It could die on his desk. And so that's why we the people have to recognize what's happening and make noise and let our local legislators know that we need them to support this bill. They're going to see it. They're going to hear about it. They need to get excited about it. And, and that is the really important thing about this story. Yes, we made it through the House. It's super exciting. But we got to get through that Senate because we have pain patients in Texas who are suffering right now because they don't have access. No, we don't have access to flour, but we do have products. And we have products that are high potency. We have 20 milligram per gummy gummies, but it's not the right kind of dosing right now. It's crazy. So I just thank you for letting me rant yeah. there. <sighs> I mean, I, 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 I agree. Dan Patrick is going to kill this bill for yeah. sure. Like there's no way he's going to let this let this go through. But do you think he actually lets the Senate actually have a vote just to measure, or do you no. think that he doesn't allow it? Does he does he actually have the control to not to tell the Senate you cannot vote for this? He does. He does. Now, if he has enough pressure from the Senate, he'll have to vote on it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like we have look, we have I vote for a senator. So you're saying and so, so they you, answer to on. me so and they have to give him pressure. It's very combative. He is able to block it. He is it's it's insane. I know this sounds crazy. He is one man who is able to block it. And our governor, Governor Abbott, who is governing the state, you know, cannabis isn't big for him, right? You know, you know, this is uh, I, I see a lot of stuff going on here that we see in Virginia too. a lot of Republican on Republican infighting. You have Stephanie Click, who's a Republican, yeah. who's for all of this. And you have um, Abbott and um, Dan Patrick, not so much Abbott, but, uh, but Patrick yeah. um, that is totally against yeah. it. They're going against each other. I'm all about, you know, Republican on Republican warring. But y'all got to get it together. Jason. Well, you know, you know get, what I'm going to say about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the cannabis industry, especially in Texas, should be given mm -hmm. more money to people like Dan Patrick and people um, like the yeah. governor. So then that way their voices will be heard a little bit better. I agree. They, I agree. If, if they do, there's no way, especially in Texas, they can come close to what big oil and big pharma. You don't have is to. You don't have, they that, gave that, them that, nine that, million last year. Competition, Rico. You're missing the point. Small numbers. You're missing the point. And if you okay. stay with that small <laughs> mindset, you're never going to get anywhere in life. No. Hold on. I'm trying to keep it clean. You have to work. If you think that the goal is always impossible, and you so you're never going to try to. I'm not saying that. I'm saying with big pharma and with big oil so deep in Patrick's pockets right now, how is anything on the cannabis level? If we can't get anywhere, if you don't start somewhere, you have to start. Be the catalyst. Do it. Start. 
figure something out, but ultimately it's pay to play dollars and cents here and right now, in Texas. It's pay to play. What, I, what I'm in. saying is you got to get him out of there before you can. No, even I totally so we have to get people voting. Disagree on that because they're not even paying in, in into any of it. They're right not. Now. And so until they even start even paying, they're still going to be less than and totally degenerate in, in that mind. Yeah, that's the only we have to get them paying and then they have to see we need to pay the money. Exactly. You have to pay the troll toll yep. if this, this, you want this. the boys. Soul. Yes, I, okay. yeah, I see what you did yep. there. Liz. I see, you I see got to pay you, it. I see what you did there. Yes. And, and, and so you said nine million, nine, nine million. million and it's were... only nine million from oil and gas, which I don't believe that's what and, they and reported. It's Gretchen on, on a national level. How much how much cannabis lobbying money do we have? Not a lot. I don't know. I think like I forget. It was, it, it, like thirty mil, maybe. And, and, and that and that's and that's what I'm saying, uh, do Jason. Like I, it, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. A smaller level. I understand what you're saying. I totally 100 understand what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. You got to get Patrick out of there. You got to get him out of there. Get some new blood. Get some new blood. That's not how you play the game. What are you talking about? That's not how you play the game. What game are we trying to play? Lobbying money because Dan Patrick is going to stonewall this. Dan Patrick I, is going to let's send good energy. Let's send good energy. Let's call out to Texans and say, hey, if you want cannabis, hope, if you I want what doesn't. you want, then you need to get active and call your active, call your local representative and your local yep. senator. All right, you know super easy. In the clubhouse chat, she said the good old boys ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. And you know why? Nowhere. It's because of the type of mindset that that like until people start doing this and start paying in real money and doing this, you're always going to be in the same spot and it's always going to be the same uh, echo chamber that you're talking into. Yep. What I was saying, Gretchen, yes. is no um, no amount of money right now, no amount of money is going to touch the amount of money that is going into Dan Patrick's coffers from Big Pharma and Big, and, and big Oil. Uh, to, to change his mind on any of this. And what Jason is saying that I can't come in with that mindset. And I'm like, you got to vote him out of there because he's, I'm not he's saying already to not vote him out of there. Kids. But at the same time, if you're not putting money in and you're just saying vote him out of there, you're never going to get anywhere. That's what I'm saying. And shout out to Anna. Or the I'm saying you got to do both. You got to. I'm saying you got to do both. I'm saying you got. You got. Hundred percent. You have to do yeah. both. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. That's both. what I'm saying. And all and all the cannabis industry is doing is is complaining, saying let's vote them out of there. They're not putting no money right. in their pocket. May 29th but, is the last day of what session. I, what I'm saying is get some new blood in there and You're get that gonna person money. You're never going to get new money. blood in there. Under money in there. That's my point. You're never going to get new blood in there. That's what I'm saying. All right. On this fun note, I have to go. So let's wrap this up. Come on. <laughs> the great red plate of texas uh, i love you all thank you all out there for tuning in for yet another episode of high at nine news you can always catch us weekdays at 9 a.m pacific and high noon on the east coast big shout out to our live audience members and online supporters tuning in and giving us feedback on the daily headlines of chaos also known as the developing cannabis industry our vetted industry correspondent team tuning in from all over the global community bringing us much needed variety of perspective and adding your respective opinions to the conversation to our production team thank you cloud media partners house of fuego wonderful jaja simone is she back home? is she back on no, she's not back, man? She's, you gotta have jaja back man i hope she's I hope she's okay i gotta give her a call um uh, holding things down and keeping our AV struggles to a minimum. I know I had a little problems today. We had a little eight bit issues today, but we're, we're working through them. And to all of our haters out there, y'all know who you are. Keep on doing what you do. We're going to keep on doing what we do. And we got nothing but love for you. And uh, finally, Cannabis Sativa L.
the reason why we show up every day. Uh, we hope that you get through to the voters in Texas and um, you bless us with lots of money coming from all angles so we can uh, uh, fund these new candidates and get them to the stage and push the agenda forward. It is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. The show's over and you've been blessed with today's top industry headlines. Hope it was enough to put in your pipe and smoke it at least until tomorrow. Y'all know who it is. Rico, let me the dopest dad on the street. And I'd like to give it to Liz Grow. What you got for us? Final message to give these people before we head out today. Final message. I just want to say, let's all remember that people are still being put in jail for this plant, for this flower. And do what you can locally to make change and create change wherever you are at what love, whatever level you are at. Okay. Fight for cannabis and full access. That's all this Texas girl's got. One more, I have one more thing. Big, 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 big shout out to Anna for the super chat. Much love to you and everybody else. Join the super chat, man. Help support good cannabis conversation and give us all of your love, hate and everything in between. Anything else, Jason? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just make sure that you head over to the website, www.highat9news.com, and make sure that you enter our 420 contest. Okay, submit your stuff. Let us know what you're going to be doing for 420. Make sure to tag us in your post when you're doing 420 so that we can reshare those as well. That's all. Have a great day, everybody. It's Thursday. Love y'all.